we've talked about my good ear before. You have a good ear? I I feel like I have a, an above average ability to identify noises. Ooh, I like that. Like if if there's just like a thud in the other room, I can be like, oh, that was the sound of a chair, like leaning over and like sliding down the well, wall an inch. I, I feel like I have to test this. I got a few things uh, set up oh. on a table right now and uh, I'm going to go ahead and Sean, this is item number one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Did you hear that? I did. You need to hear uh, it again? Yeah, I'd love to hear it again. Yes, thank you. Okay, here we go. Take two. There it goes. So it's something about seven inches. It's like a... Ooh, normally seven inches. This is a jumbo size because I'm a jumbo man. This one is about 12. Uh, is it made out of plastic? It is made out of plastic, yes. Is it a, a bottle? It is, it, is, it is a kind of bottle, yes. A bottle that holds liquid. It holds liquid, yes, sir. It's currently not full, though, is it? It's at completely empty. Huh. Is it a... Come on. Is it like an energy drink of some kind? No, no. You don't well, really do it, energy drinks. It, it I should kind have known of, that. It, it is sort of an energy drink. It, it provides a chemical reaction to a certain thing. It's not for humans to consume. Oh, interesting. My fingers smell great. Uh, is it? Uh, oh. I don't. Is it some sort of disinfectant? No, no. All right, I, I give up. It's I light. Got, it's lighter stuff. fluid. It's me. Come on, you know I like burning things. Okay, okay, that's good. Okay, now it's all over I my. Known. It's all over my hands. Uh, here, here's your second test. Your second <laughs> noise. It's here a, it's it goes. Could <laughs> <laughs> you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, because. I'm an idiot, and I'm wearing these headphones that have uh, <laughs> that have the microphone built in them. So I wanted to get that match real close. I, I think I burned my eyeball just a bit. A little bit. Yeah, it, just a bit. It's a little hazy. It's a little hazy. That's the sound of inaptability. <laughs> that sounded good, dude. You got some. I got real close to tones. my mic on that one. Yeah, I'm I'm close to mine. I mean, this is. Yeah, that I hate could that. Not have sounded good. It didn't. I can <laughs> right now. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm good. seeing the waveforms, and that is not a pleasant sight. A lot of them. You got a lot of waveforms there. That's, I'm a wavesman. You know that. I, I was. I do know that. I was part of that boarding school. I'll always. For, her name was Miss Smith too, and I'll always forget it. The easiest name to remember. You you just remembered it. I just did. When will then be now? I Soon. just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> My man. My man. It's been a week. It has been a week. A long one. Uh, are you in a different place physically, mentally, emotionally than you were before? Uh, yeah, kind of. I've been editing the past three days, and it's a new client. And it's one of those things where you just get them. It's promising that there's more work. So you want to wow them. But it's hard to wow someone when all of the footage you have is garbage. 
Yeah. So it's been a little stressful. I forget what it's like editing other people's footage. I was going to ask, how often often do you end up editing other people's footage? Very rarely. It's always my footage or it's my footage mixed with a second shooter, but it's someone I know and trust. But it's, it's and someone that you're somewhat directing to an extent. Exactly. Right. I'm completely yeah. micromanaging every decision they make. So it's almost like there's a secondary me. Uh, yeah. If this world could just be me, like just me's, just a bunch of me's. A uh, bunch of Keith me's. A bunch. Of, you see where I'm going? Shout out to Keith me's, baby. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a nightmare doing it. Especially when you know there's high expectations and you're trying to do something cool. And then they send you a beat sheet of what they want. And then all you can say back is, did you watch the footage? (laughs) 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 You know what I'm working with here? Yeah, we went without lying. They always use without (laughs) lying or or breaking any NDAs. Uh, Is it like commercial work? Is it a feature? Is it? No, it's. it's my good buddy Matt got me the gig and it's a company that just did a contest for someone to win a hundred thousand dollars worth of sneakers. Uh, Interesting. And he did. He won a hundred thousand dollars worth of shoes. And That's a real useless gift. <laughs> I know. And the, uh, the thing is, the whole piece is about like shoe culture and people who love shoes. And then the two guys you get to shoot it are like 50 and they know nothing of shoes. They walk in wearing Crocs. No, no offense to Crocs, but this is like urban sweet Nikes or things like that. Yeah. Cactus Jacks and different shoe styles like that. Then, yeah, you got the Croc boys coming in and. Uh, their ideas of cool shots of shoes are just like, hey, show me those laces. Those come in different colors. That's not a joke. You know how many shots I have of laces that are just different colors and packages? I'm like, you're supposed to focus on the shoes, not the laces. Well, you've got some work cut out for you then, don't you? Well, it's almost done. Now I'm in the nitpick stage of, one, I have to figure out how I need to end it because I'm turning over an edit tonight. So I just have to work out the ending and then I have to do a quick audio mix and a little bit of sound design. It's the boring phase where you consistently replay the same clip over and over and over and you just obsess about it. You know, I've I've been watching uh, Making the Cut, which is an Amazon show that is essentially Project Runway. Uh, It's Tim Gunn and and Heidi Klum. (laughs) Uh, and it's designers who are making clothing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Is this what sparked it? What sparked the uh, sewing machine? No, that was a different but very similar show called Next in Fashion. Okay. It was a Netflix production. This one's Amazon. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I love them both. But today, we were watching an episode uh, earlier today, and I was thinking, why is there not a, a film competition show? There was. Like, there was? There was two. Uh, one was called Project Greenlight on HBO, and that got canceled after like four seasons. And the first one, Lord, what was it called? On the Lot. And it was produced by Steven Spielberg. And this came out in like, I was in high school. I think it was 2007 or eight. And the show was fantastic. Like they picked a bunch of people's, short films, whoever had the best short film got on the show and then they're on the show and they have to do these like challenges. We're like, 
okay, you have X amount of time to make this film. It has to be a comedy. It was almost like a 48-hour film festival uh, thing, but they had more than 48 hours. But they lied on the show. They're like, they only have two days to do it. And I talked to someone who was a contestant on it. He was like, no, we have like two months. Half the people were just like, can I use a film I already shot? And they're like, yeah, sure. Oh, nice. Yeah, but it was a great yeah, show. What I was thinking, like these fast fashion shows where, where they do have two days to like make a garment. And I was thinking like for what I do at my level, I think it'd be interesting to see other producers in like this level be essentially told like, okay, you need to shoot a shoe commercial in a day. Here's the shoes. Here's the camera you have to use. Go. Yeah. And... And then the next week, the next challenge is something like you need to shoot a short film or you need to shoot, uh, like make a video about this wedding or, you know what, like the challenges keep switching up to where it's not just the same, like you're not making independent films. And then similar to these other shows, like maybe there's a week where you get a crew and it's like, now you need to manage this whole crew to make a commercial go. Yeah. Or... It's I'd like, well, you're that. all on your own on this one. Yeah, I was thinking it, it, it'd be fun. Maybe we should make it. I'd make it. You know? I, we just I have to get to work. should be judges. Oh, okay. That's even better, actually. Oh, dude. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty good judge. I can critique. You know who else could crit- crit- critique is Keith. Keith is a great critic. He loves I, I, telling people that they're terrible. <laughs> I mean that's that's what it's that's the job, right? It's when you're on one of these shows, when you're hosting, we need our Simon. I feel like I'm kind of the Randy dog, uh, and you're the Paula because you're always yeah. Flawed. I was gonna say <laughs> the only thing I know about that show I've never watched it once is I just know the stereotypes of Simon as a curmudgeon, Randy says dog, and I think he likes samurai swords, but I'm not sure. I might have just got that from Step Brothers. Yeah, I couldn't tell you much. Yeah, I missed out. About samurai swords. I can tell you everything about them. Full tang, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? I'm staring at three right now. And Jon Snow's long claw. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and I got lo- sword fingers. I got these witch fingers. You've seen them. I'm looking yeah. at three different microphones and two <laughs> pairs of headphones. We are just on two different levels. Uh, speaking of two different levels, chapter 19 is an underground chase. Yes. Nice segue. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, and when, when we last left the boys, uh, they they had discovered this the, in, in the cellar. There's a secret room behind uh, this fake shelf. Mm. Uh and so they they find the the knot in the wood where they press it, and a mechanical motor <laughs> opens it, and they're exploring. But in this room, they find all the counterfeiting stuff. Yeah, they they find the zinc plates and the, the etching holy tools. Grail. Yeah, the portable typewriter. Oh, that uh, was a thing, wasn't it? A portable typewriter to write yeah. the uh, the death threats. And, yeah. Uh, hey, you shouldn't park your car here. I'm gonna kill your friends. <laughs> letter to chat <laughs> love the arrow <laughs> he even has a great writing voice i mean it's not just his speaking like literary voice is there it's it's on point he's got chops the guy's got he's chops. got chops man just understands voices i'd like to get him uh 
into a cartoon room. See if he can do some uh, character voices, like the opening of Miss Doubtfire with Robin Williams. Is that movie oh, good? Out? Yeah. I like that movie a lot. I thought about it today. I'm not going to go on that rant, but yeah. Well, as the boys turn to leave to go tell Chief Colleague and their father, uh, all of a sudden the mill sh- the mill wheel stops turning. <gasps> uh oh! The signal. Yep, someone's Joe coming. Joe said grimly, "Someone is coming." So that was our cliffhanger, which brings us to Chapter, chapter 19, Nineteen: Underground, Underground Chase. Chase. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I like that a lot. We're on point, dude. We're on point. Um, I was expecting this chapter to be loaded. Yeah. With with uh, resolution. Yeah. <laughs> and in the absence of all that resolution, there, I mean, it's a decent sort of chase, I guess. It's but it has me so stoked for chapter twenty, the final chapter, because they got to sew up. Everything. Everything. Yeah, chapter 20 is going to be the first time we have a good resolution. Also, as I was reading this, all I could think is, this isn't a bad chapter, which makes it a bad chapter. And I I really reflected on that of, I don't like (laughs) the good chapters. I want them to be poorly written. I want to be yelling. I want to be angry. And that's what makes the good chapters. This was a fine chapter. This chapter was beast. It was, yeah, it was all right. It was well written. There's nothing I can pick on. Well, there's a few things, but come on, Franklin. Let me get angry. I, I need umbrage. Yeah, give us that villain. Yeah, come on. So instead, <laughs> as as the mill shuts down, the Hardys uh, knew that this was the signal for them to get out of the secret room. Oh yeah, and fast. Um, and so they, they rush up the stairway, um, but as, as they get to the stairway, they hear the mill door being unlocked, and then heavy footsteps <laughs> pounded overhead. <laughs> Docker! A man's voice called, Markle! Where are you? That's how I, I just wanted to leave it. Going. Yeah. You're going to put reverb on that, right? So it sounds like it's actually in a uh, kind of like a space. Well, I mean, the whole thing's clipping so hard, it's not really going to matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. I need clip. I should watch these waveforms. <laughs> You're a very dynamic individual. I am. I am. I'll do it again. Docker, a man's voice called. Markle, where are you? Oh, those are clean. I'll see what I could do with that. Yeah, those are clean. Resplice those in over the originals, but don't take away anything afterwards. Let that confusion be there for the audience until right now when it gets resolved. Until right now, where it gets resolved, yeah. But now, play my original Dockle, Dockle, <laughs> Jesus, Docker. <laughs> this is not the first time you've said Dockle. <laughs> Jesus, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No, I want to call him Dockle. It has full frontal. <laughs> it has full backle. <laughs> Oh, the tangents. Uh, so they're hearing this guy walk around upstairs and they're decide- Joe's like, hey, let's make a break for it. Mm. And they go up the steps and uh, they can see a light coming under the door. But then the light vanishes Uh-oh. and the mill wheel ceases again. Uh-oh. 
Double trouble. Yeah, somebody else is coming, Frank muttered. Probably Docker and Markle were trapped. So then there's this argument upstairs, which is pretty predictable. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, But we do find out that the first person in is Peters. Peters. Yeah. Peters. The boys recognize Docker's voice. Peters, where in the blazes were you? Frank, I need to start I, using the phrase "where in the blazes, blazes" more often. Yeah, I know it's it's uh, it's a great one. I definitely have it underlined as well. Uh, my favorite. What, what do you think the origin of something like "where in blazes" were you? I, you is? know what? I always thought like, it was were a lot of people engulfed in flames <laughs> in the old times. Perhaps, but isn't it where in the blazes were you? Or is it? I thought I, I thought so, and that's what I accidentally read. But looking at it, it is yeah. just where in blazes were you? Where in blazes? So perhaps is, they were in an area called blazes, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a little research here. Into Bayport, Bayport blazes. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a city called blazes here, dude. If there is no city called blazes, that's upsetting. Because that is a oh, sweet actually, city name. I'm on dictionary.cambridge.org. And this says there's an entry for what the blazes. I only searched for blazes. Yeah, boom. But this is not what in the blazes, like you said, like I thought. Yeah. This is just what the, in blazes. Yeah, what what in blazes? What in blazes? Now it doesn't seem like I'm saying anything. Ooh, now we've gotten to that point where my brain can't comprehend the statement. What in blazes? What in blazes? What in flames? What is life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could go down you can go down this rabbit hole. Peters. Why are you listening to two guys <laughs> ask this question? There's a lot of reflection that can happen right that now. That is a good question. Peters, the boys recognize. I love this part. So after he says, what in blazes were you? What? Uh, where in blazes? Of what in blazes were you? He could he could have been one of the cats. Because what in blazes was he before this? Where oh, that's in true. Bla- <laughs> yeah. This could be an Antmorph situation. <laughs> <laughs> the Petermon. It could also be a Pokemon thing. I like the Animorph spin or the Transformers. Um, where in blazes were I mean, you? Voltron, I think, is the obvious. <laughs> Frank and Joe nudged each other. To me, that's the perfect Frank and Joe moment after, like, we knew it. Totally knew it was Peter's man the whole time. He was in league with the gatehouse man. <laughs> oh. oh, Lord. And we, we have some more good uh, dialogue coming up. I, I did like this. You know, I underlined this earlier. Uh, the second paragraph of the chapter when they walk in, Docker, a man's voice called. I just underlined a man's voice because I thought, obviously, it's going to be a man (laughs) because there are no women in this book in substantial roles. (laughs) You don't have to say a man's, you can just say a voice. We know it's a man's voice. Yeah, yeah. You're you're darn tootin'. Yeah. uh, so so here, here they have the argument of like, they're like, Peters, where were you? You told us to meet you at the at the uh, Parker building. And he's like, I didn't phone. You'd know I'd use the two-way radio. 
<laughs> What's the matter with you guys anyway? That's my favorite thing. Peter's just this upset. He's like, you know I'm a two-way radio kind of guy. I'm not going to pick up a but, telephone. Yeah, and then I was about to make a comment, but I realized that I was wrong in my interpretation. You were going to say, were there no phones? Well, no, there are phones. He did call, but apparently their preference is the two-way radio. Oh, that should uh, be. But then Markle snaps, listen, somebody called here and said he was you. The voice did sound sort of fuzzy, but I didn't have a chance to ask questions. He hung up on me. I thought maybe your radio had conked out. And when I first read that, I was thinking, wait, you think it hung up because the radio <laughs> conked out like mid thing? Because the radio is different <laughs> yeah. than the phone. I, it's I, independent. When I first read it, I thought the same thing. But I do like the but idea I, of like, he's calling him out. He's just like, hey, someone else called us. And I couldn't tell who it was because it was fuzzy i figured you have this like broken phone because you're we all know you're a two-way radio guy you're not going to invest in a good phone I, yeah I, you I, don't have a nice <laughs> yeah i imagine peter's like stopping i'm like whoa 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 did it sound like they were talking through a shirt yes that's exactly what it sounds like lone star again another space <laughs> reference uh <laughs> I, I still keep going back to uh police squad when he puts the handkerchief over the phone and then it's, it's a so- perfect woman's voice <laughs> on the other end. It's so great. I like the thought though that there's this dude that just impersonates Peters by calling people with something over his mouth. So now like the man with the golden voice is also known as the man with the muffled voice over the telephone. Like he sounds terrible over the phone, but when you hear him in person or on the CB radio, like that's where he shines. <laughs> When you hear him on the two-way, it's like you've never heard him before. Yeah, this guy keeps using the phone. He's getting my goose. The Hardys crouched on the cellar stairs, could feel the increasing tension in the room above. Ooh. Something funny's going on. Whoever phoned us must be on to us or suspect enough to want to get in here and snoop around. Snoop. To which I wrote, Snoop. Yep. Snoop that's exactly what happened. Yes, it is. A hundred percent what happened. Was that Scoop of Earl? I, I, was, <laughs> I was doing Duke of Earl, but uh, changed yeah. it to Snoop. Snoop. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah it fits. It fits the That's time currently period. the best joke of the episode. <laughs> we are doing good today then. Because <laughs> that's uh, a great joke, I think. So the feds. We'll have to scram, said Markle, with more than a trace of fear in his voice. Come on, let's get moving. Not so fast, Markle. Docker barked. Like a dog. Oh, I'm sorry, he barked. Yeah. We're not ditching the stuff we've made. We're not ditching the stuff that we've made. We'll have a look around first, starting with the cellar, obviously. And that, th- I love this right here. The men strode into the kitchen. What do you think that looked like? Below. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Uh, probably probably looked like an, a grown-up version of Frank and Joe nudging each other. I Yeah, I, I almost imagine the Weekend at Bernie's walk. Yeah. Uh, or like where, the, where all their legs are moving in sync. Yeah. Arms going back, all that. Would have been beautiful sight. Beautiful sight. So quickly, the brothers ran back into the uh, – into the workshop, 
pulled the trap door behind him, and they slid the heavy bolt into place. I didn't know there was a heavy bolt, but no, there is one. Yeah, there's a heavy bolt now. Also, the boys are just doing a lot of running. They are just running around. Should have just stayed yeah. there in the first place. Zig-zag. Yeah, but then they wouldn't have been able to hear that conversation and know that it was Peter's. Oh, that's right. It, it makes that 10 feet made a difference. That's just yeah, where the ten feet of the room in this, better. <laughs> in this uh, building where there's giant gaps in the floor so you can see through. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really soundproof. <laughs> so they start going down. Uh, and Docker says, you know, I better check the rest of the mill. You two get the plates and the greenbacks. Go out through the tunnel and I'll meet you at the other end. We'll wait there for Blum. Yeah. To pay us off. And then Vamoose. I love Vamoose. Ugh, not used enough. Vamoose is when you escape quickly on a moose, right? Uh, correct. It, it's okay. very much. It's uh, actually, it's a Spanish moose. Uh, okay, I'm on cambridge.spain.org. Yes, because there's the, and here it the is. Vama, Vama moose. The Vama yeah. moose. It is a. Vamanos Vamoose. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have a new character. We do. Blum or Bloom. Nothing like introducing a new character on the last chapter. Chapter nine. They did that <laughs> in the last book too. What is up with this? It was the uh, Coast Guardsman. Oh, that's right. That uh, it, it was. It was. Turns out it was the uh, farmer who had said he was. I forgot. Uh, the ankle rubber. Not the ankle rubber, but the ankle rubby. Oh, Jones. Jones, thank Obviously you. Obviously a fake name. Bill Jones. Bill thank Jones, you. dude. Billy. Yeah, so Bill Jones's real name came out in the second to last, or maybe in the last chapter. Yeah, that's uh, right. But, so they're doing it again. But this one, how do you say B-L-U-M? Is it Blum or Bloom? I say Blum because of Jason Blum. That's how his name is spelt, and that's how he pronounces it. So let's go with that. See, I'm going Amir Blumenfeld. Mm, so and I, I and I see the bloom. I just don't know who that is. Is this an Jake audio question? No, Jake and Amir is is. Oh no! I mean, is this a, a question to the audience? Text us uh, the correct pronunciation, but don't say it. We want it texted. Text us how you, you know do, it's how you say. It's bloom. probably safe to say our real phone numbers on the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> For all the it, four people listening that already have I mean, our they, phone everyone, <laughs> everyone already has our numbers. Yeah. Uh, well, they introduce a character whose name has an ambiguous pronunciation. Uh, so we're in a fix, all right. What tunnel are they talking about? And obviously we know what tunnel they're talking about. The tunnel from earlier in the book that the boys crawled into yeah. that led directly toward... The, the mill house. The I don't know how they didn't understand that <laughs> yeah. at the time. Boys are a little slow. They, they got to get there on their own time, you know? Um, and who's Bloom, Frank wondered. So Bloom's probably the arrow, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing so. Right? He'd have to be. Yeah, I just don't know why Bloom... If, if they're saying, wait for Bloom to pay us off... Why not just call him the arrow? Well, it's, well not only that, but... What, what, the arrow seems like he would be a hired hand in this situation. Oh, you're like, not. And, and, and Bloom sounds like he's a bit of a kingpin here. Like if he's the one handling the money. Yeah. Like the Godfather's 
the Godfather's not, you know, making these deals and then showing up with a bow and arrow. <laughs> that would be a whole like different you, movie. I would like to see that version of Brando with a bow and arrow. I was trying to make a Robin Hood Godfather mashup, and I just couldn't do it. Oh, you could have said Robin oh Goodfellas, but that's not very that's good. Fine. Yeah, Robin Hood fellas. Yeah, it could be something like that. Oh, just, I think, I think just fellas. just hood fellas. <laughs> hood fellas. I think hood fellas works. Yeah, it definitely works. Okay, all right. <laughs> New best joke of the podcast. It took us a while to find it together, but but we got there over time. All right. New yeah. best joke. <laughs> hood fellas is the joke to beat. Uh, so they're they're. The the boys hear the hum of the motor of the door, uh, but the bolt is holding the door shut. Classic bolt. And uh, the mechanism won't work, Markle Rast. Maybe it's just stuck, said Peters. The men began pounding on the wood. What's going on? Docker demanded as he returned. We can't budge this tricky door you dreamed of, Peters complained. Which, by the way, yes. Great time to criticize this. Like we said earlier, like, just make it a door that you yeah. push. Yeah. This doesn't need, it doesn't need to be a mechanical door. That's an expense, my friend. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to make money here. We've we're we still owe money to the arrow and you're spending money on door motors. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. I swear the tax lady said Pam said it. I thought it'd be like a cool clubhouse. <laughs> For Mr. Plum, it would be the Plum House. Ah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the door, you blockheads. <laughs> Docker that, shouted. He's Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eye rake and a nose yeah. poke. You blockheads. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> said Markle. I think this is a good place to take a break after the next sentence here, which is Docker saying, you know, somebody's in the room, break down the door. In half a minute, his order was followed by several sharp blows. What did they do for a half of a minute? (laughs) You're talking about the Hardys? No. Or are you talking about the people trying to... that too, obviously, yeah. but like he's like, break down the door. Hey, did you see the game last week? <laughs> Do you guys want to get food after this? Yeah, I, I heard that Chili's has that two for 20 deal going on. Do they still got the Southwest egg rolls? Problem is, I don't like paying extra for the salad. Yeah, but you don't got to pay extra for the salad. What you do is you eat half no of it. No fooling? No fooling. You just let it drop on the ground. And then you say the guy kicked it off the table. Then you get the free food. He gets fired. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. And then you grab it off the ground. You eat it like a dog that you are. And then you call <laughs> your wife. And she shares a meal with her man. <laughs> And we're back. And we are we're back. back to four brothers. And we're back to four brothers. Always back to four <laughs> brothers. <laughs> you were a sh- – I love Shooter. Don't get me wrong. Shooter was awesome. But Four Brothers was my Wahlberg. I always watched Four Brothers. I still love Shooter. Uh, it's probably the better movie. But I am a Four Brothers uh, aficionado. It's the sons you know, of just- Katie Elder. It's a great film. Just a remake. Let's let's take a break and then we'll come right back to this conversation about four brothers and shooter. And shooter. Yep. Ending on and the with Wahlbergs. That, the, boys the boys took a break. break. Well, let's do it. Woo, what an ad.
so with uh with shooter just today uh we were taking a little walk around the neighborhood and as most people do when we're on a walk i bring a 200 to 600 millimeter lens nice and i was looking for birds and I'm looking like birds. off in the distance because there's one right next to me. And I'm like, that's too close for this lens. Yeah. And then I just thought of in shooters, like, well, where do you want to meet? Somewhere where I can see you coming <laughs> from a long way away. <laughs> what a weird character decision. I want to know in the script if, if Glover's character had that lisp. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that Danny Glover had a stroke and that's how he talks. <laughs> You're saying that's how he talks now or he just talked in that movie? No, I think that's that's how Danny Glover talks. That's how his mouth works. He didn't sound like that in Jumanji too. I just that needs to be known. Did that come out uh, really? No, Is not that after bit. Shooter? That's yeah, far far after Shooter. Shooter was 2009. This was 2019. Well, then either he worked with a speech therapist he after reached, having a stroke and reached, having his speech uh, affected. Or it was a character choice to have a weird list. I think it was the character choice, man. I'm telling you. Maybe you know, he, maybe similar, he had they, those... they did it to Samuel L. Jackson in uh, Oh, yeah. That was my favorite in thing in the world. I think what might have happened is Danny Glover low-key had braces. But he got those invisible braces. Not the Invisalign. There's a difference. There were certain braces that you could get that were transparent. Yeah. And I think he also had headgear that was also <laughs> transparent. We should... it, it, was, it was on the outside of his head. That's why he couldn't go through thin doors. Every door in that movie is ultra wide. <laughs> Just go back, rewatch Shooter, pay attention to the doors. They're all arches. Wow. He's got external headgear that's just wrapped in a green green chroma. And someone needs to make behind-the-scenes photos of Shooter that have been altered of Danny Glover and green screen headgear. Because uh, I want that t-shirt. I well, it looks like your client project is getting delivered late. <laughs> Why was this late? I had to make this Danny Glover headgear shooter shirt. <laughs> See attached doctor behind-the-scenes photo from Shooter. <laughs> well worth it. Well, I feel like they should also pay me for that day of taking off work to make that. Yeah. I mean, that's billable hours for sure. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, so we left off with the uh... – So in, in half a minute, the order was followed by several sharp oh, yeah. blows. Yeah. Uh, oh, great. They're using axes, Joe groaned, still having <laughs> not made any progress toward finding the tunnel they mentioned. <laughs> No, not well. And I like that they all of a sudden have axes. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, they, 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 they weren't do anything for thirty seconds, and then all of a sudden they had axes. I feel like they froze for that thirty seconds because they pressed start, and then they went to their inventory, and then they chose axes, and then they hit and then B, equip, and then they yeah, and equip, and then they were back in real life again. That's good. That's real good. Uh. They're using axes. We won't have long to figure a way out, Frank said wryly. Mm, nice. Way out, Joe scoffed. There isn't any. They just got And this stasty. is when they're like, oh, wait. Tunnel. They said tunnel. Maybe the tunnel's in here. It must be in here, in fact. It's got to be. It's the only place it could be. They're trying to get to it. 
So they're looking around and finally uh, they're picking up bricks and, and looking for anything, looking for a ring that might open a trap door. Nothing. What? Joe said desperately. Good. How do you say nothing desperately? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I'm not a very desperate man. I don't know if I've done much desperately, but I, I feel like it'd be something like <sighs> nothing. Like that? Was that that's good? That's good. Yeah, that's, that's more of a wine. You took me there. More of a wine. And the award goes to Steven Seagal. David Pitt. Oh, I beat Steven. Yes. <laughs> For the voice acting work of Joe Hardy. <laughs> Steven Seagal comes over, tries to roundhouse me, but his legs are just too big to lift now. And your voice is just so smooth that the kick just glances right off. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I used uh, sound barriers. I was like a, a pidgeot. I was just using screech to throw back uh, his, his leg with my vibrations. That's so I was like a little bit of a massage for his legs, too. I got yeah, too. I mean, you're a nice guy. Yeah, you're gonna okay. you're gonna give him that ankle massage. <laughs> I'm not gonna not give him the ankle massage. The man's in desperate need. So all the while, the man the men in the cellar keep battering away at the door. Good thing that old lumber is such hard wood. Frank thought, <laughs> but they'll break through any minute. Weird thought. <laughs> yeah, I guess to pause and be like, hey, let's take a minute. Let's appreciate this wood. wood. Yeah. You know, they could have gone for different wood. I feel like this is them. Like, we got to make a shout out to Prito. Like, shout out to Prito. They pull out their Instagram app and just like, Prito, <laughs> shout out to your family's wood shop. This stuff is yeah. good. These guys with axe trying to knock it down, but they can't get to us. Go to Prito'sWoodShop.com and get your Prito I'm wood. Tagging at Prito Wood Shop. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, you know, good thing it's an old hardwood, but they will break through any minute. Look. I just, Joe pointed. I just got oh, go a text. I don't know if you heard it. I know you're, yeah, I you're, you're a hearsman. Uh, from Warchild himself, and Warchild is Keith Mees, and it just says, Dude, Aquaman is nuts. And that, that, that makes me giggle. Okay. That, that makes me giggle. I'm excited to add context to that one day. <laughs> you got to watch Aquaman with Jason Momoa. <laughs> and back into the story. Uh, even though it's hardwood, they'll break through any minute. Look, Joe pointed under the bench. Oh. So there's a shovel lying beneath the work table, and they push it aside and saw that the wall behind the table is partially covered with loose dirt. Does, I, I hate this. On a hunch. Frank grabbed the shovel and dug into the dirt. The dirt might have been put here to hide the entrance to the tunnel, he gasped. It better be, his brother clawed frantically at the dirt. This, wait, what? This is going straight down, right? No, I believe this is going into the wall. But my question is... Joe is clawing at it frantically with his hands well, while his Frank is <laughs> shoveling it. <laughs> I'm trying to shovel through this, but all I'm getting is fingers. <laughs> Joe's got nubs now. It's a good deal of blood in this dirt, too. <laughs> he's got T2 hands, those like sharp little knives now, so he's just chopping at them. <laughs> 
gave up on the hands. He starts using his feet. The like dirt might eight. have been put here to hide the entrance to the tunnel. Yeah, Dingus. No, they just thought, what should we do with all this dirt? But why don't you just put it over the hole? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we could do yeah, that. Yeah, what did happen to all the dirt from when you when you dig a tunnel this long? Did they put the dirt in? The, I mean, this we know this goes to the cave. So is there a big pile of dirt in the cave, like a tunnel's worth of dirt? I, or did they pull it all into this room and, and put it all in front of the hole? That's that's a really – this whole tunnel thing has me angry. Like this is the only straight-up umbrage I have in this chapter. I don't understand what he's trying to say. I don't understand how he thinks dirt works this way. Like how big is this hole? Is it just like a yep. small little hole that they just tried to – because you would have to be on both sides to pack this dirt as tight as they expect it to be packed. Otherwise, it would just be a small little mound, but it wouldn't be packed tightly. It would be very obvious. Yeah. I don't understand this. You know, also, I want to go back. The The mill wheel signal where it shuts down and the mill wheel stops grinding. Yeah. And the lights turn off. The only way for this to really happen is if when the the thing gets tripped, the mill race where the water is pouring onto the mill wheel, yeah, the mill race has to be stopped. Like something has to stop the flow of water because water turns the mill wheel. Oh yeah, which turns the grinding stone, which yeah. also powers the generator that runs the lights. And so for it to shut off that fast, yeah, like this thing has momentum. There's there's water coming down this. Like even if you shut that off, like that wheel's gonna spin a full half turn before grinding to a yeah. halt. It's like when you power off a treadmill, that baby don't just go to stop. That thing's that easy. Yeah, you don't hit the brakes. Yeah. Oh man. But again, it, it's it's not even. It's not even like you're turning off a treadmill because it still has momentum. Like it'd be like if you pulled a hamster off a wheel, like you just plugged it out. It's not going to grind to a halt. No, it's going to slowly spin down. First. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah the hamster's not going to start running when I pull it, you know. Got killed. So, Turned against a tree. Loud splintering noise. I'm just moving on. Yeah, as you should. I looked around. A large crack had appeared in the bolted door. One of the men outside yelled, A couple more blows and we'll be in. Oh, that made me so mad, too. I, I feel Why? like that was a line that he was just saying for the boys to hear, like, hey, boys, couple more blows and we're in. Don't give away the element of surprise. What are you, the, the big bad I don't think wolf? it's an element of surprise. They're, they're hacking away at the door. Yeah, I wouldn't let them know, though. I'd be like, I'm going to keep hacking, but you don't know when I'm coming through. I'm not going to let you know when it gives because I don't want you to rush. See, I feel me, I've been in this situation before. I've I've Jack Nicholson some people. I, I have to imagine it's it's not a warning or anything so much as like a wet bandit style taunt. Yeah, I'm just not like a Daniel it. Stern character here. Yeah, Harry. Yeah, you're right. I can see it in the Daniel Stern voice. Blows. <laughs> we'll be in. <laughs> Okay, I can buy it now. Okay, you, you got me with the with the bandits. Okay. Sticky or wet, both of them work. 
So Frank dug furiously. So he's very mad now. Yeah. Uh, suddenly his shovel opened up a small hole in Joe's hand. <laughs> Sorry. Suddenly his shovel opened up a small small hole in the crumbly dirt and Joe scooped away with his hands. Finally, there was a space big enough for the boys to squeeze through. Mm. Without hesitation, Frank wriggled in, then Joe. Uh, so now they're in a tunnel. Same tunnel they've been in before. Yep. They still don't know that. <laughs> no, not one bit. Not one bit. Do you know why they don't know that, though, Sean? Because they're stupid? Because, and this makes me super mad, once again, they refuse to turn on their flashlights when they know everyone is behind them. Yeah, that's a good point. Why? And- <laughs> why are they turning on their flashlights to see where they're going? Crawling around in the tunnel, in the dark. This is important here. From behind them came a tremendous crash and the sound of ripping wood. Markle's voice shouted into the tunnel (laughs) after them. So, yeah, yeah, they're very aware. (laughs) Like, no part of Frank and Joe should be thinking like, hey, I think we got got away. Yeah. And you have to understand, this is a, a single tunnel. This isn't like a labyrinth where they're going to be like, oh, which way did they go? I don't know. Look for the light. There's only one way this tunnel is going. Yeah, this is this is a straight trajectory. Yeah. So to not turn on a flashlight is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's Chris uh, ludicrous. So it's half past the dead. darkness. It's too fast to call out to his curious. Oh wow! Okay, you're still here. I'm still doing Chris Ludacris <laughs> jokes, but those are I actually he's not even in half past dead. That's Ja Rule, and I did not just Ja Rule. I I, I Ja Blowed. It was a Menage. <laughs> That's a second Steven Seagal movie, actually, or Steven Seagal reference. Seagal's huge right now. On Wait, is he in Fast and Something? He's in uh, Half Past Dead. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a great flick. You should check it out. So they're crawling through the tunnel, and Joe was about to call out when he became aware that someone was crawling behind him. Ooh, no room here for a knockdown fight, he thought in quotes, wondering if the pursuer were armed. Again, they're clearly after you. <laughs> it's pitch black. Why not talk? What do you lose by talking? By saying hurry up? Nothing. Not a darn thing. So instead, he scrambles on as fast as he could in the narrow twisting tunnel. Why is this tunnel twisting, by the way? I have no idea. You know what this tunnel really needs? A helix. Let, let's do something that's almost like let's the ninja do a at loop the Six the Flags. Loop. Well, of course we're going to do a loop-de-loop. This isn't <laughs> a worthy roller coaster we're working with. This can handle the loop-de-loop. Uh, Dude, so how Joe- awesome is the mine train? It's my favorite coaster by far. Yeah, that's that's one of the best. It's not as good as Fire in the Hole at Silver Dollar City. Fire in the hole. Ooh, ooh, you got to do Fire in the Hole. Right before you hit a drop, someone just goes, Fire in the Hole! And you go down. It's awesome. It's the mine train, just a little bit better. Okay. I know that. Yeah, my parents insane. have a place down there, uh, and I've been meaning to go for quite some time. Oh, you have to. And you have to get the uh, kettle corn. Kettle corn you know, and Fire in the Hole, and then just leave. This isn't me joking. 
I've we've talked about doing a Hardy Boys retreat where we we do a whole book in a series <laughs> of a few days, yeah. record all the episodes, read the whole book, and then post them over the course of you know several weeks. And I was thinking one of the resources at our disposal is the their house down there. Like you know, Ooh. we could make the drive. Yeah. Record all the episodes down there. It would not be difficult to take a quick jaunt over <laughs> to Silver Dollar City. It's no. I, honestly it's a twenty-five minute car ride. That's not bad at all. I am so down for that. If we go this weekend too, we could probably have the whole park to ourselves. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone else. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Right? People are starting to protest. <laughs> there might be people who are, are there on principle. Yeah, you can't close down the Silver Dollar City and expect people not to protest. That's a hot attraction. Yeah. Speaking of hot attractions, Ooh. Joe catches up to Frank and with a push, warns Frank to go at top speed. <laughs> I would imagine he was already going at top speed. Like, Yeah, same. Yeah. And then also, like, if somebody were to just touch my butt in a tunnel, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a warning that I should go top speed. I'd be like, whoa, 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 what was that? <laughs> Don't touch me. Maybe he was looking for Joe's button in the back of his pants that accelerate him into top speed. It's like a rocket booster that it's each like of the them knot knows. In the wood that opens the exactly. door. Exactly. It's just the knot in the butt. And then you press it, and then the kneecaps where their jeans are, they tear open and these little rocket boosters just shoot out and then power up and just, and then they fly through it. Um, almost into the waiting pile of rocks. And guys <laughs> on impact. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's more meant for the man in back. It's almost like an ejecto seat for a driver yeah. to use to a passenger. He knew that they both wouldn't make it out of this. And you can still just be a single hardy and be a fantastic detective. Look at their dad. He doesn't need his brother. You know, sacrifice <laughs> sacrifice one for the other. There's no Uncle Hardy in this. Yeah, you're right. There's just there's the great Fenton. I like to think that Fenton did have a brother, but he used the butt button and <laughs> blew his brother up. Splattered his brother <laughs> like biscuits into the tunnel. Yeah. And I imagine that he let Joe know this. He's like, I did this to your to your uncle who was also adopted so he wasn't real family just so you know in your brother's pants i have rigged a butt button and if things go wrong i want you to use it you always let frank go first joe's Frank's not gonna dumb. go in the tunnel first let him yeah he built that up to make frank think joe's dumb but it's really just fenton saying always let frank go first because you're the son i love the most that's what a sweet talk. Yeah. Yeah. That just got dark. Every year at Thanksgiving, Fenton gives <laughs> the, the dinner table. <laughs> uh, so this it. just goes on and on. I'm, I'm going to skip some of this unless you've got thoughts. But no, Joe, I have nothing. Like, what if, yeah, because it's a fine chapter. Yeah. This is a, it was a, it was a darn fine so, chapter. So Joe's thinking, what if we hit a blind alley and get stuck here? Yeah. Good question. Uh, and then they're like, I wonder if Chet and Tony had saw the men enter the mill and had gone for help because we'll need it. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly the brothers came to another turn and the ground began to slope sharply upward. Whoa. Which is good. Yeah. Maybe we're getting close to the end. Frank conjectured, hopefully. Nice. So Leslie learned the term conjecture. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like this next thing. Spurred by possible freedom. Wow. What a line. Yeah, he's definitely a silver dollar city. Yeah, you know he is. I imagine him in a cowboy outfit riding this scene, looking down at his spurs and he's spinning them. He's just pulls out his little gun. He's just shooting it. It's like a dart gun. Frank, why did you wear an American flag? (laughs) We're trying to sneak through the dark here. You look like Dolly Parton. They don't call me Freedom Frank for nothing. (laughs) And I'm Joe Justice. (laughs) Joe Justice and Freedom Frank. I would watch that. (laughs) I wish we were more talented artists because that would be a good shirt. That would definitely. Caricatures of Freedom Frank and Joe Justice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we need a friend who can draw. Um. So spurred by possible freedom, he put on a burst of speed, which makes me go back to the push that warned him to go at top speed. Was he not at top speed? How <laughs> there still room for more speed? Was- well, there's a second button. It's the Mad Max mode. You never hit it. It's like when they say never touch the red button. When you're at max speed, you never go past max. But this time you have to. cross the streams. You don't cross streams. Exactly. <laughs> and they learned uh, – just like the Ghostbusters, why they shouldn't cross the streams. Yep. A moment later, Frank stopped unexpectedly and Joe bumped into him. What's the matter? He barely whispered, dead end, reported his brother. Now, it has to be absolutely pitch black, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they're so yeah. far into this tunnel. There's no way there's any light from that <laughs> little room that has made it this far. <laughs> so... Is he crawling at top speed, like putting his hands out in front of him? Or is he like crawling at top speed and his face just rammed into a pile of rocks? Because <laughs> it could go either way. I like to think face went into the pile of rocks. I like to You think- don't imagine him inchworming through this tunnel, sliding his hands out in front of him, and putting <laughs> his butt button way high in the air? For a man that wouldn't turn on a flashlight in a dark area, even though he had one, I wouldn't say he's smart enough to do that. That's a good point. I think he's so dumb. He's going just full force. Let's move these stones, Frank urged. Uh, And so they, they move stones (laughs) and they find themselves in the cave. It's the cave by the river, Joe, Frank cried out. Somebody put back the rocks we removed. Yeah, <laughs> Duh. obviously. Where did you think this was going to go? How did you just now – this is the second time in like a week that you've crawled through a tunnel that's shoulder width. Why are you – I mean this is the same thing of like, oh my god, two Belgian bicycles in two days and two shoulder width tunnels we've crawled through near the exact same location? Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, these idiots. We beat them to it. (laughs) Oh, they click on their flashlights, finally. But when they finally get out, when there's light, they click on the the entrance of the cave. Yeah, they don't understand how flashlights work. We beat them to it, Joe exclaimed. (laughs) You want it? Uh, That's what you think. Came a harsh voice voice from from the entrance. The glare from two flashlights almost blinded the Hardys permanently. (laughs) 
Docker and Markle with drawn revolvers Ooh. had stepped into the cave. All right. Cliff Hanger. Yeah, it was a real good cliffhanger. I actually liked that. I was like, you know what hasn't happened enough in this book? Guns being drawn on the Hardys. We've had uh, threatening notes, and we've had an arrow whiz past people. We haven't had guns pointed at the boys yet, have we? Yeah, they've been knocked out and left half naked on the the bow of their own boat. Yeah, to essentially probably gunless. Yeah, we haven't had sweet gun action yet. Here's another noise for you. Uh, almost blown up. What is that? Do you hear that noise? No, I'm sorry. Ah, darn. I was I was playing the game. I was playing the oh. game again. It, I, I I would go ahead now. I'm ready. Well, I'd have to relight it. It was I blew out a candle. The episode started with lighter fluid match, but you didn't know what was lit, and it ended with the. The thing that was lit being blown out, which was a candle. Um, I don't know everything, but you shouldn't light a candle with lighter fluid. You're doing something wrong. No, I, I, I put lighter fluid on my hands to make sure the flame was big enough. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the wick was at the bottom. The wick was at the bottom. You know, with so many kids at home learning instead of going to school, we're glad that we too can be educational. We should Hear start. That, kids? We should start an online uh, kind of community college or something like that, or something for children, I guess. Or community a community college. college for children. A community. <laughs> We're the first community college for kids, but we spell kids <laughs> with a C. Community college for kids, but people think it says SIDS. Which I mean, we could also we could pick something thing. like arbitrarily sort of sounding anti-racist and draw a crowd based on painting other institutions as like we could say like the first online community college that allows Italians (laughs) and and then we sort of force the hand of these other institutions to react to that we've always allowed italians yeah i like that we it doesn't say so on your homepage. yeah if you're not physically calling it out i saw that on someone's uh web page recently where they called something out and i think it was we're looking for diverse voices like they made a huge deal about it that they were looking for diverse voices and they only mentioned x amount of ethnicities where i was like in the end this makes you seem more racist because you're only naming a few of the ethnicities like i understand leaving off whites but i don't see hispanic on here i don't know i thought it was i thought it was messed up so i like where you're going i like where your head's at yeah they should have listed them in order (laughs) yeah that's what you gotta do (laughs) listen if we know anything about history lists are good i don't know what that means yeah i'm fine with it (laughs) i know you are use that brain you got some i know you do i see the pauses i see the pauses in the waveform let me know you're thinking oh you think i'm coming up with a rhyme oh i don't know yet i i would imagine you are because i've got i've got plenty Yo, you've got rhymes? I've got plenty. Oh. Oh, there's the rhyme there. What are you talking about? I'm saying I have plenty of rhymes. Like I have a whole lot oh, yeah, of Yeah, plenty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are they and I'm, menti? No, I'm saying like 
I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to be blunt. I'm trying to be blunty with you. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but it, 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 one of my favorite cans is cans candies is, is runts. I like the banana ones. I like getting runty. Okay, I appreciate that. I know you do. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is that where I'm just looking at my keyboard. Okay, gunty, funty, dunty. Yeah, oh. I did the same thing. Well, maybe the brothers will finally get hunty. Nice. When we get to chapter twenty. Ooh, very good. Well.